Hey, it's John Williams. If your home struggled to stay warm this winter, then you know it's going to be hot this summer. Maybe it's those old leaky windows and doors. Call Next Door and Window, the company we hired. Right now, you'll get buy one, get one 30% off, plus 18 months of interest-free financing. So call 1-800-NEXT-DOOR right now. That's 1-800-NEXT-DOOR or go to 1-800-NEXTDOOR.COM. Podcasts. It's like radio. But it's not on the radio. A great game by the defense in regards to getting turnovers and flipping the field. You know, I think there was five total turnovers. Keenum. Intercepted. That is ha-ha Clinton Dix a year ago here in D.C. And now into the end zone here in D.C. WGN Radio presents Hogan Johns. Empty look for Trubisky. And Trubisky will have the easy toss to Gabriel for the score. Trubisky. Easy, wasn't it? Gabriel again. With WGN's Adam Hogue. Don't look so glad to see me. I know a guy who knows a guy. What's the problem, Will? And from The Athletic, Adam Johns. I've been a uh, symbol of broadcasting excellence since 1991. To the end zone, Gabriel out of bounds. After reviewing the play, the receiver has two feet inbounds with control with the touchdown. Second seven play action. Keenum took a hit and he's picked off again. And it's Clinton Dix again. And a big, big night for Ha Ha Clinton Dix. And boom goes the dynamite. Well, how about that? Bears victory in D.C. Sort of comfortable win. It didn't feel that way, though, in the second half. But a win nonetheless. They came through when they had to make the play. Danny Trevathan and a leaping Case Keenum. I would not advise that, kids. Do not oh, do man. that at home. Bad play. They made the plays when they need to. Offense added three more points. A win's a win, man. Just when Case Keenum was doing the things that make him Case Keenum, <laughs> you know, and keep him on the field somehow when he's not very good, uh, and then he does something stupid like that. Bears take advantage. And get the win. Uh, welcome in. This is the Hogan Johns Podcast. Bears win. We are uh, coming to you from somewhere inside FedEx Field. This isn't the uh, most podcast-friendly stadium we've been in, I'd say. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not the greatest press box. I don't mind the end zone view all the time, but only when it's in our end of the field. <laughs> it's really tough to see... First downs and yes. things like that. It's whatever. It is what it is. We're uh, we're here and we're going to get it done for you. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, H O G E at Adam Johns J A H N S. Post game reaction up at wgnradio.com slash Bears and the Athletic, the Athletic app. Make sure you're subscribing. Uh, knock that out right away. Short week. The Athletic episode will be Wednesday. Yes. Because most of you are just going to be... I think it's already technically Tuesday as we're recording this. It is. It is Tuesday. It is. Happy Tuesday. It is we are on Tuesday in the morning or something right <laughs> yeah. now as we record this. It's late. Yeah. Uh, East Coast time. Uh, so this is basically Tuesday. And then uh, Wednesday will be the athletic episode. Thursday will be your preview episode as usual. So bang, bang, bang this week uh, with all that. So, um, all right. Where should we start? The, this, this the quarterback? Was, yeah, let's start with the quarterback. A game that he should have played well in. Yes. He should have been expected to play well in. And I think he did that, but for one ugly, egregious throw. Of course, the interception to Josh Norman. People are going to obsess over it, 
but I don't think it should overshadow the the efficient, the effective performance he had up to that point. See, here's where I'll disagree with you. I thought he was bad in the first quarter. Which is fair. And the numbers did not reflect it at all because those wide receivers, running backs, whoever was catching the ball. Let was, me ask you. The one, the one that goes off Anthony Miller's left hand, should he catch that ball? Are you talking about the deeper one down the, the left side? The deeper one down the, the, yes, the left sideline to him. Maybe, but it should have been an easy completion. It didn't need to be hard. Maybe he should have made the play. I see people make one-handed catches all over the place. You write that column again this week. Did you not watch Lamar Jackson just heave up the ball? I did. Yes. Yeah. Did, make, did you not see Demarcus Robinson's I, one-handed touchdown catch for Patrick on Holmes? A play he was scrambling for like 20 seconds and threw it all the way across the it's field. It's still not a good choice. I'm just saying. Sometimes you need your receivers to I know, make but plays. the play you brought up was, was, was an easy throw. For an easy NFL throw. quarterback, okay. All right. it should have been easy catch, and it was not. Yeah, I'm talking more about the shorter ones. I mean, uh, the the Bears came out; everything was short. Mm-hmm. Dink and dunk it, dink and dunk it. Everything was high. Everything was low. Nothing was in stride. Nothing was where it should have been in the hands, in the belly, at the chest. Nothing in the target Still area. Still completed passes. That's fine. Because of the wide receivers. Okay. Everything They're supposed was, to catch dude, the ball. you got to stop with this, man. He was not good in the it, first dude, I'm quarter. not saying he was, but people <laughs> have to uh, stop obsessing over every pass that needs to be. Every pass does not have to be perfect. There's other players involved in the Some play. Some of them do. Yeah. Well, apparently because Tariq Cohen can't catch the ball. Look, he was good in the second quarter. Okay. The Bears offense. That's how it should look. They blocked up front. The quarterback was accurate, and all of a sudden Matt Nagy looks like a genius as a play caller. I mean, the people are also starting to get on Nagy for these play calls. You can't call plays when your offensive line's not blocking and your quarterback well, they can't throw good an the, They pass. weren't good in the first quarter. I don't care who you are. You, you Kyle Long had a rough game, I think, overall. You can't call plays unless all that you know your players have to be making plays. So in the second quarter, everything clicked. Thought it would carry into the third quarter. They had that nice long drive all the way down the field. Things were clicking. And then there they are in the end zone. Just an inexplicable interception. And I just don't get it. And we're going to play Mitch Trubisky here in a little bit. He explains it. It's a fade, but then he decides to go back shoulder. He mentioned that there was miscommunication. It's one of Well, the play call was actually to the left. Right. And the option play was Robinson on the right. So that's a complete field play for them. Which I have no problem with yes. that. You got one-on-one Robinson, throw a fade, no no problem with yep. it. He beat them over Make the top. The throw. He, he threw it to the back shoulder. You can't th- throw. The pass didn't even make it to the end zone. Still nice interception. And, and Norman probably held Allen Robinson there. But yeah, if you're not even going to get the ball yeah. into the end zone, you're not going to get the call at a minimum. It, I, and I don't understand why you're trying to go back shoulder there. I, I, it's a mind-boggling throw. You've never seen people attempt back shoulder throws in situations like that? Not when the inside's cut off the oh, way yeah. it was. Oh. That's why you throw back shoulder. <laughs> it, it, I'm just saying, I, I know the obsession over that throw. It's going to be talked ad nauseum tomorrow in Chicago. I understand why. I, I really do. I really do. It was a bad throw. It really was. Horrendous throw. I'll, I'll even get worse. An egregious throw. But he still did a lot of good things today. That cannot, like the Taylor, we haven't even talked about the Taylor Gabriel missile, the 36 yarder and third and 17. That's what I'm saying. That, 
to me, that was the only throw of the entire game that went beyond what a normal NFL quarterback should be doing. It was a great play. He scrambled. He used his athleticism. It was Mitch Trubisky's. All the good things we talk about with his good traits, it all came through on that one play. And some will nitpick that the ball drifted out of bounds a little bit. No, it was there. Wide receiver, make a play. Taylor oh, Gabriel. Yeah, I like that. Make a play. Look, guy's got to make a play. Make a play. You yeah, gotta, sometimes guys got to make a play. You got to yeah. give him a chance to. Yeah. And on that play, Mitch was great. All the other ones, guys were open. Put nice it, play. Put nice it in play his hands. Calls, yeah. Uh, one, one of the most misleading stat lines of, of Trubisky's career, I think. What, 25-31? Yeah. Hey, our uh, all our bold predictions came in. Yeah. I had There's some negativity I don't understand from you in this game. Because here's the thing. I don't think any... I not any, They should have won this game. Yes. And there I, were some scary moments. I think the Bears played a horrendous football team today and had one good quarter of offense. Yeah. That's I, a problem. I, I actually thought the defense... Other than the five takeaways, which are exceptional, don't get me wrong. Cleo Mack was great. Well, and that's the thing. But, but they had so many penalties. They gifted them first downs. Soft coverage again. Go on and on. That, that drive after Mitch Trubisky's interception was a 97-yard scoring drive for Case Keenum in the Washington Redskins. Yeah. Well, the, the, the defense can't be perfect the whole game, though. Oh. And... But you expect the quarterback to make perfect throws in every single one. Five-yard throws? Yes. I, I'm not even yes. defending him. I'm not even defending him. But yes, I, I, I think I've watched enough football to know that not every quarterback is going to throw perfect. I, I don't even, I'm not even mean to be defending Trubisky on this. I thought some passes could have been better. I actually thought that Miller pass could have been better. I, but I watched enough football this weekend to realize that sometimes quarterbacks need help from their, their playmakers. That's why they're called playmakers, because you have to make plays. I think you need to go back and watch the first quarter again. Everything was high or low. Nothing was in the I actually the think the zone. only really high throw was the one David... Uh, was it David Montgomery down the seam again? Uh, I don't know. There were a couple of them. It, the, to me, this was one of those games where you wonder if Khalil Mack's not on the field, what this looks like. But he was on the field. Oh, I know. And thank God he was. <laughs> and thank God Jay Gruden's brother traded him yes, to, yes. to uh, Chicago. I'm sure. I wonder what that phone call is mm-hmm. like tonight when they're driving home. And yeah, thanks, bro. Thanks yeah. for that. Yeah. Uh, well, well, well was, John's got to see him in two weeks anyway. This was one of those Khalil Mack game records games. That, that's that's what happened tonight. He was outstanding. But you're starting to see some injuries trickle down on the defense. You. This gets the bigger picture. Akeem Hicks has a knee. Um, well, is that the only thing on defense? Bilal Nichols' hand. Yeah, the defensive line, out, yeah. the, the depth is being tested there right now. And you just... Leonard Floyd got dinged a couple times. Today. You're being naive if you expect this Bears defense to be perfect all season. But they weren't perfect tonight. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. The, the Bears offense needs to be better. They played a horrible football team. Yeah. They're playing the Vikings on Sunday. The Vikings and defense... you've already picked the Vikings. The we, Vikings defense is like Alabama compared to um, Indiana. Yeah. In in the difference between the Vikings and the Redskins, okay? I, I remember covering Alabama a game and in Minnesota last year. Vikings playoff lives 
on the line. Different team, dude. Oh, it's a different team? It a lot is. of those are the same players, man. They have a different offense. They're running the ball more, and the defense yeah. is healthy. Yeah. It's not and what happens seven. when Dalvin Cook can't run the ball? Good old Kirk Cousins. Well, you I you know, like that. Stop changing the subject. I'm, <laughs> I'm talking just about the matchup on the other yeah. side of the ball. Okay. You're not facing the Redskins anymore. I know. It's the Vikings defense. It is going to be tough. And I, I, my takeaway is I am not sold on what the Bears did offensively tonight. They had one well, good quarter. Well, you shouldn't be. There needs to be more. I'm just saying they still did what was expected of them. No. They didn't. No. Oh, I gosh. expected three. So you, you expected them to be worse than this. I expected them to have three good quarters, not one good oh, quarter. Man. I expected when it was 28 to nothing at halftime. Is that what the score was at halftime? No, it was 28 to 3. Okay, whatever. Let's not forget the defense was not perfect at the end of the second first half. They dominate yeah. the second half, too. Yeah. And they did not do yeah. that. Okay. One, the second half was I bad. won't lie. That one throw gave them momentum. Then they came another three and out after that, after the long scoring drive. There was a lot of things going. The, the Redskins wait, but look, it's a fickle game sometimes. One play is all you need. So, um, all right, let's talk about some of the injuries. Let's change the subject. Uh, Too much to disagreement over a win. Yeah, I don't know. This it is was, breaking ground for the Hogan Johns podcast. I guess. I mean, I just think I just think you're ignoring a lot of problems with this team right now. But that's fine. Um, <laughs> the Bobby Massey thing was weird. He's got vertigo. He's just kind of out of nowhere. He shows up at the stadium. He's got vertigo. He can't play. I guess the good news is, I mean, without having bro- broken down the tape, it seemed like Cornelius Lucas was fine. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I didn't see any. Maybe a play here or there that was a problem, but on short notice to come in like that, not bad. Yeah, I, I feel like some of the most of the pressure came from inside, like that, like that, that, like that sack yeah, that was that, like that sack that was a near safety on Trubisky. That was Kyle Long getting beat, and James Daniels not helping well enough. Yeah, and um, you know I don't think his defense is great, but Ryan Kerrigan knows how to rush a passer. Ryan Anderson's a solid player. Montez Sweat, the rookie, um, you know. There's some guys here. I thought on the edges they were fine. I agree with you. I mean, I don't know that 75 had a great game. It seemed like 68 was having some issues too. Yeah, he had a big, I, I, he had I, a big ice pack on his. I knee think that's kind game. of an underrated storyline right now. Is the like even when David Montgomery was running the ball well in yeah. the fourth quarter, that was David Montgomery yeah, running was, the ball well. Yeah, he was doing a lot. Like that, that, that some of well, that, that well, he other broke. than the 25 yarder that was blocked well. Yeah, Everything but, else, but he still had to wait and wait. That's very yeah. Le'Veon Bell like. Yeah. Patience, patience, gone. Special run. Uh, Eddie Pinheiro, it confirmed it's a pinched pinch nerve, nerve, which makes sense. I don't think they would have put him out there if like he was dealing with a hamstring injury. No, or ligament damage in his knee. Uh, no. They, they, they knew that he couldn't really do any more damage to it. So that you have him kick what he can do. He's obviously in pain. He was yeah. walking around the you could tell him warm-ups, uh, and Pat O'Donnell handled kickoffs, which man, that was a that was a difference. I mean, O'Donnell had a couple touchbacks; everything's looking good. But when he didn't get the ball out of the back of the end zone, well, there was a big the, breakaway. The Bears yeah, had yeah, some yeah, issues. He had a tackle. They Pat O'Donnell some, made a tackle today. Yeah. That's not good. They had some issues on special teams in the return game today, um, and that's not good. And then Akeem Hicks's knee. I just, I think it's something he's been dealing with. I. I don't He's think just it, not moving the same as he did last year. You know, holding him out of series, big chunks, that's different. I know he's been 
dealing with a lot of rehab time at House Hall. It's been kind of hard to catch him in the locker room, and usually it's not. And I think it's just a matter of him getting a lot of treatment. Yeah. Um, and he was clearly limping leaving the stadium tonight. So yeah. something to watch in a short week. Matt yeah. Nagy didn't seem too concerned, but something to watch in well, a Well, he week. goes off his initial tests, and, and Nagy, whose optimism for the most part has been pretty revealing in terms of injuries. Yeah. He's like the anti-John Fox in, yeah, in that was. regard. You know, yeah. he, he's been pretty forthcoming as opposed to Fox, who was just, yeah, Fox. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, perfect example of why you don't need to be that way. But um, then Taylor Gabriel, what a game. Three touchdowns yeah. and he gets a concussion. Yeah, yeah. no, I yeah. So yeah, I think could, it was an uh, like an end around jet sweep. Yeah, it was. was it not? I couldn't yeah. tell from the <laughs> advantage yeah, point in the opposite end zone. But uh, you you got more plays. Even Anthony Miller got involved. Yeah, you know the the underneath crossing route. Let's get that in the offense more. So all of a sudden, the Bears have like five guys that are dealing with injuries and could be like as of right now. It, it's a short. I mean, Pinero's probably going to be okay. He'll probably play yeah. through the pain. Hopefully, it's not as bad. On Sunday, uh, but obviously a factor yeah. in in when you can kick, how many times you can kick. Um, See, I know the Bears were a healthy team for the most part last year, but they dealt with some nagging ailments last year. So some minor problematic things. Cleo Mack earlier, though. Allen Robinson is a bit earlier and more significant. Yeah, but when was the Patriots week? Like week six, week seven? Yeah, Robinson and Mack were both dealing yeah, with stuff. So now we're on yeah. to week four. Yeah, so similar territory, not not exact on, but yeah. They've been through this before. I don't think all three of us have ever hit our bold predictions in one week. Yeah. But I had three takeaways. Bears got five. You had a passer rating over 100. Yes. Which is sad that that's a bold prediction. But Mitch did get 116. So, mm-hmm. congrats. And then, uh, <laughs> you're right. You're right. And uh, and we think Joe had three touchdowns. Yes, I think, for, right? For yeah, Mitch. Yeah, yeah, for Mitch, yeah. And ding, ding, ding. Yep, he got him. So, there you go. That, that's a... Uh, this is groundbreaking stuff here on the Hogan yeah, Jones podcast. Yeah, yeah, three for three. And usually we go over three. <laughs> Do you see we got someone to keep a check of our uh, our, our bets on uh, the yeah, games, our picks? Yeah, it's that. It's not good. Well, okay, we're not I got, doing. I got a little bit of part of the reason why I didn't care that we stopped keeping track of those is because if you really want me to be trying to be right about picks, then I'll just pick five games that I think. And I feel good about You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. we're picking the games to break down the games. Yes. So we're picking the NFC North games. We're picking the best games. Right. They're not necessarily the five games if I gambled I would bet on, if it's that true. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Because what was funny about that is I think what, he tallied it up, and I was like 5 and 10. But in the one pick'em pool I'm in, I actually came into the week in 10 and 5. Yeah. Because it's not the same games. It's the games that I'm actually, like, confident in what's going to happen. So that's why I don't care that we keep track of it or yeah, you not. You think I care? No, I, you definitely no, don't. No, not the college picks. You know, I may have to take this NFL picks. The double Seriously. lock on Wisconsin. <laughs> I should have triple locked it. Quadruple locked it. Yeah. Sorry, Joe, when you edit this. Yeah, poor Joe. Um, all right. Let's uh, want to hear from Nagy or Mitch first. Let's do the quarterback. All right. Here's the quarterback, Mitch Trubisky. What for you is the value of the second quarter and then to get that offense in the end zone three times in a row, bang, bang, bang? Yeah, it's, it was big for our offense just to get going tonight. Defense did a great job creating turnovers and getting the ball for us. And then I think we were just better in situational football. Scoring before half is always big. We were better on third down. And uh, I think that just belief and uh, 
Um, just executing on offense is what allowed us to go down and score. So we just got to keep keep growing, keep getting better, and keep doing that. On the first touchdown pass to Caleb, the short one, <coughs> when did you see him and, and take us through the plays out a little bit just to win yeah, it was a just a great man beater down there. We slid the protection, and he basically had a dropping DN cover him. So uh, I was going to run it in, but I wanted to throw it to him and get him a, a touchdown catch. Mitch, uh, how quickly did you kind of feel like you, you established a rhythm on offense, especially in that second quarter? Yeah, I don't know when it happened, but we definitely felt like we established a rhythm. Um, just felt like uh, the tempo helped us out a little bit. Um, and it was just a great job by the guys getting in and out of the huddle. O-line did a great job protecting, creating holes in the run game, and just keeping them off balance. Um, just being better on first and second down to create manageable third down situations and then converting on third down I think was huge for us. When you get, re- when you get results in in a game like this, what does that tell you about where the process is in terms of building this offense? Yeah, we just got to stick to the process. You know, keep believing um, in, in, in what we're doing. We had a couple weeks where we struggled, but we were a little bit better tonight. It was just guys sticking to the plan, uh, coming together, and, 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 and just doing what we do best. And the O-line did a great job, and playmakers made plays on the outside. So if everyone just continues to stick together and execute our plays and believe and just go out there and make plays, it, it'll be a fun offense. How specifically does the tempo help you? What, you, what? How specifically does the tempo help you? With I think it just helps create a rhythm. It helps the defense. It helps us see the defense. It makes them get lined up uh, faster, so they don't know if we're uh, if we're if we're checking or if we're running and going right away. So it kind of helps me see what they're doing. It may, makes them get lined up and kind of show their hands sometimes, but a couple times it, it, they don't. So is Daggy using? All the time he has when you're in the line, really like that, because that could be another advantage of that, right? I think that's a scheme question, technically. So um, we just we're just trying to keep the defense off balance. And you, sometimes uh, when you're uh, stalling out on offense and not having success, when we did the first two weeks, you guys just got to change it up a little bit and do something different to throw out for the defense. And uh, I think we just kept it a little more simple for our guys uh, instead of a lot of formations and personnel. Kind of cut it down and just played simple football. Block them up front, which our O-line did a great job, and let our playmakers make plays on the outside. Mitch, when the, when the defense scores, like it obviously good for you guys, does that just add to the urgency, especially at that point where you've been struggling to score touchdowns and Clinton Vic scores it. Yeah, it was awesome. To kind of get it together. Uh, I think it just created momentum for the whole team. So we don't think if the defense scores, oh, we got to go down and score again. We just got like, all right, let's 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 do our job. Let's go out there, back up the defense. They're doing their thing. They're doing a great job, and we know they're going to create turnovers, make big plays, and, and get us on the field. But we still got to go out there and do our job. So we got to go down there, score, and, and have their backs. And uh, I think they that allowed them to get even more excited uh, to do their job because they saw us uh, um, kind of doing our thing on offense tonight. In that stretch, you had some open receivers, uh, and, and obviously you hit them, but do you feel like that was kind of a breakthrough for the offense, or just it happened against the team you're the defense you're playing? You know, is, it, is it a bigger, was it a breakthrough to, to run the offense like you did in the second quarter? I mean, it's it's hard to define, but I think we're still improving as an offense, and it's definitely awesome when you have your guys getting open. I mean, that's that's how you design it. That's why you practice. That's why you rep the plays in the games. And we have the playmakers to where if we get man to man, we're gonna let them separate, do it on their own. And when we're a zone, they gotta they gotta see that, uh, just like I'm seeing it, and, and find the open area. So we're, I think we're still growing and evolving as an offense. Uh, I don't know if I'd call it a breakthrough yet. We got to keep getting better, keep growing. Definitely.
definitely uh, room for improvement and definitely in the second half, especially on my part. So uh, I think we ju- if we just stick to the process and, and keep growing and keep learning and, and sticking together, we're going to be all right. Yeah, it was good. It was a great job by the O-line, just giving me time and allowing me to move a little bit and scramble, I think, a little bit. Um, we had a double move called up, and uh, it wasn't the perfect look that we got for it, but I think me creating a little time and the O-line giving me a little pocket, I just felt like I'd, I'd try to put it in a spot where Taylor can make a play, um, and he did a great job getting his, his two feet down before half, and it's huge to score in those situations right before halftime. Mitch, how does some of the movement behind the line of scrimmage help you like play action, but yeah, all of that. You know, even the touchdown to Gabriel, where the action mm-hmm. goes out the right side, and you're coming back to the left. Yep, a couple times you have. Yeah, it, it's good. I think it takes some pressure at the old line. They're just not straight rushing every time. You're moving the pocket, creating different launch points. And I think, obviously, that's a strength of mine, throwing it on the run um, and just making them keep them off balance so they can't shoot gaps on us and make them cover the whole field side to side and, and keep the defense off balance. What was working for you guys on third down tonight? Third down, I think just great studying throughout the week and guys making plays. The O-line did a great job up front and then guys knowing when it, when it was man, when it was zone, and, and, and how to get open and then just me getting the ball to the playmakers. But uh, the O-line did a great job giving me time, and uh, they did a great job getting open and knowing the situation. I think that was a focus for us this week, that we got to be better on third down. When we stay on the field, then we can be that dangerous offense we want to be in, in finishing the end zone. What kind of accomplishment is it to get points out of that four-minute drive late in the game? It was huge. Uh, obviously, we stress as an offense that we want to stay on the field and win the game, so you'd love to convert that third down and, and go down and finish the ball and, and take a knee, but it, it was it was great. We felt like we did our jobs. The O-1 did a great job in a known running situation to creating holes, and David did a great job uh, running patient and making some big runs and uh, getting points out of that. Obviously, you want to finish on the field, but we're going to keep growing, and I think that's something we could uh, definitely um, roll over and, and feel good about for going into next week. Yeah, I think uh, I think it was just a little predetermined on my part. Um, we, we had a good we had a good play uh, going on to the main side, and then I had a one on one option with A Rob. And obviously, uh, you get a little excited when you get A Rob pressed one on one into a fade. Um, but the dude made a good play, and I put it. I was thinking back shoulder. He was he beat him over the top, kind of miscommunication and predetermined. So I would like to have that one back. You've had some really nice escapes in your career, some really nice throws. That third touchdown to Taylor. Do you get a sense in the moment how? Special play like that is and, and how it shows really your full skill set. Yeah, I didn't I don't really remember the, the full thing except I just bought a little time and then threw it to Taylor so I'll have to go back and watch it to see if it was actually cool or not but it, it, it felt pretty good on the field and I'm just glad it was actually called a touchdown because from my point of view I, it looked like he did get in but then they didn't call it so you're like oh dang that was sweet but I guess it didn't count but then they turned it over and it, and it felt pretty good. Mitch, specifically last one from an accuracy standpoint, what was the difference um, was I less accurate in the second quarter or more accurate? It seemed like you improved from the first quarter to the second quarter. I think just keeping a calm, steady mind and going out there doing my job and guys getting open. Um, it's it, it makes it easier on me when the O-line's doing a great job and, and giving me time in the pocket. And I feel like I was just seeing the field tonight. And I just went out there with a calm mind and taking a one-play-at-a-time pl- one mentality. And the guys were getting open. And I felt like I was just putting it uh, in the spot where they can make plays. Look, so they know it's nothing to get excited about. I'm not. I don't want to make this sound like I'm getting overly excited about this game, but they did what they were supposed to do here and win. Was it perfect? No, absolutely not. Was it ugly at some points? Yes, 
Sometimes it's how football games just go, you know? Like, did, did not Carson Wentz have an ugly first half against this team a couple weeks ago? You said it yourself. Uh... I don't know if I said he specifically had an ugly first Well, he did. Half. Look up the stats. I believe it was bad. So, <laughs> I mean, I watched the tape. Look, I mean, glaring. I, if, 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 here's the thing. Let's, let's say Trubisky had a pass rating of 80.7, and they won 19 to 15. That would be more alarming to me than the 28 to 3 lead they jump out to and the 31 to 15 victory they eventually have. See what I'm saying? Well, sure. I, I'm I'm curious to see what this t- one. I go back and watch it. What it looks like? Because watching live, I I just was not that impressed. I, and my whole mind in the second half. Well, here's where I was at halftime. Well, well, you know what? The Redskins had the ball a lot in the second half. But my but my point is at halftime, I was like, all right. Here's what needs for me to be convinced that the second quarter was real against a bad opponent. They need to keep the foot on the the pedal and look as good the rest of the way. And they look good on that drive, I think, until the end though. And that's like that's the thing. Those those throws just can't happen. There's really no excuse for that at this point in the, in the third year on a, on a team that has Super Bowl aspirations. Yeah, yeah. aspirations. No, that's fair. That's fair. It, you cannot but you still have need to recognize that even look, Patrick Mahomes may be the exception. But there's a lot of throws that are egregious made by other quarterbacks throughout the league every single week. But it wasn't it second and three? I can't remember the down. I think it was second and three. So if you're gonna if you're gonna make the check, yeah, or the decision to go to the other side and take advantage of the one on one, got to put the ball out there. I know, you, I know. At a, a bad minimum, throw. you can't throw the pick. Yeah, like you could overthrow him on the fade. Yeah, and it's incomplete. You don't want to see that happen. You want to at least give your wide receiver a chance to catch the ball. And again, I think he gets the holding call if he just puts it anywhere near yeah. a spot where Robinson's, you know, going farther towards the sideline. But in that spot, either go with what you're supposed to do, where the main part of the play was, as Trubisky put it there, or live to fight another day yeah. on, on third down. Yeah. And it's like the same thing as with the interception against the Packers. This is now twice where he thinks he has Robinson one-on-one. And he's right today. He wasn't right the first time. But both ended in interceptions. That's alarming when I when we consider what we talked about coming into the season, which is those two should have great chemistry I and, think they do got good chemistry. Big, and yeah. put up big numbers. Yeah, but yeah. we're talking about now two interceptions. I'm just saying, it's a little... Well, the little first one alarming. was all Mitch. first one was all Mitch. All Mitch. Yeah. The Amos pick was all Mitch. To me, look, when you're on the three-yard line, I still like runs as, as, as an option. Yeah. This offensive line... Look, man, they, they did not run the ball well at all until that last drive. Yeah. And a lot of, again, was David Montgomery just being an absolute, I don't know, what do you want to call him? He refused to go down. Refused yeah. to go down. It's, it's, it's not Jordan Howard. Something, maybe, maybe it's Nagy, I don't know. But whatever they're trying to do up front, it's not working yet. It's just yeah. not. Concerning with the Vikings coming to town. 
Let's hear from Matt Nagy on what's going on with the offense. To start uh, within the game, we ended up having uh, a right knee injury with uh, with Hicks. Hopefully, he'll be okay. And then Taylor Gabriel's in the concussion protocol. Um, uh, Want to give credit to Cornelius Lucas for stepping up today, short notice with Bobby uh, Massey's uh, uh, illness. And so, uh, I thought our guys did well there. It was a uh, it was a um, a great game by the defense in regards to getting turnovers and flipping the field, which was really good. I, you know, I think there was five total turnovers, um, and then the offense there, second quarter, uh, you know, used the momentum from that, uh, and then at the end, uh, they were a little sloppy there with the red zone. Um, uh, but uh, at the end, then the offense being able to get in four-minute mode and churn up some first downs was good. Yeah, when, did Bobby's, when did Bobby's illness come up? L- literally, like, um, probably within, uh, you know, making a decision was probably within that half hour to an hour, but it, it was late. It was right before the deal. It was it was quick notice. You know, he came in when we got here. He came in and said he wasn't feeling good. So it was like, okay, <laughs> I guess we got to figure something out. No, it's. Uh, I think it's a small case of vertigo. So um, it's not really that good when you have a, a guy that has to be balanced for most of the game, and and you're not feeling you know real good with that. So we'll see where that goes, but hopefully he's okay. As injuries during the game go, Hicks is, is there any preliminary thoughts on you know just what you've heard that kind of thing? I mean, I think prelim- preliminary. I, I we don't. I don't have anything. For sure, but I I feel like he'll he'll be okay. I don't have anything um, more than that right now. Was that something he was dealing with before this game? I think you know he's a pretty big dude, you know. So he's his uh, his knees. These guys, man, their their knees can get messed up a little bit here, there, and wear and tear. But um, it just you know was was getting sore on him, and so we'll we'll kind of see where it's at in the next couple of days. What, you, what was it like kind of battling what was going on with Eddie? Yeah, I was gonna say we have three Eddies, son. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was um, the going back and forth the last couple of days. We didn't really know. I mean, he he did well warming up. So I wasn't sure exactly what I was going to do. I had a plan either way, but um, Tabes came in and said that he's kicking the ball pretty well, you know, and, and so he felt good. So that, that, that made my decision in regards to just, say, extra points, being able to kick an extra point. You, you feel good there. And then you got to kind of test it out. I, I wasn't – I mean, I, it would have been great to hit that longer field goal. I forget the distance of it, but it would have been great to hit that. But, um, again, he's, he, I give him credit for fighting through that and, and, and fighting through the pain. And, and uh, you know, he did his job and then hit that big field goal at the end. You talked about wanting to see Eddie respond after a miss. I mean, to respond after a miss and make that field goal late sure. while dealing with the knee injury, what does that mean? Sure, that's big because, um, you know, in that position, it, it can be mental, especially when you're not hurt very much, you know. And, and kickers, you know, unless they have something nagging that's going on, they don't, they're not getting banged up every game like these other guys are where they have uh, body ailments that they got to take care of throughout the week. So when something comes up and, and like that, and, and you're you're in a little bit of pain. You got to fight through it. And and again, I give credit to to Tabes and Jamie Cole and 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 um, and Eddie for for coming up with a solution and making it work today. Yeah, it was it was nice. It, it felt like okay, finally, you know, here we go. And and it's it's all about confidence. And and again, I'll, I'll take it to you. Get a quick flip of the field. You get some momentum going with those turnovers. And then they made play, he made plays, you know, and and made a heck of a throw down the sideline to, to TG to Taylor Gabriel, who made a great catch, got 
both feet in. So uh, I, I know it didn't feel like, I don't know what his exact numbers were, but it felt like his completion percentage was pretty high today. I didn't feel like there was a lot of incompletions, which sometimes can, you know, when you get completions, it moves the sticks and you're able to get first downs. And so I felt good about that. We know we have a lot of room to grow, but it was nice to have that big second quarter. Um, we, we'll be better. Uh, we'll execute better um, and, 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 and be better there in the red zone. But again, I'm, I'm, I'm actually really proud. I keep going back to that four minute at the end of the game was because they know you're running the ball. Matt, there, there were three throws in particular where receivers were pretty wide open mm-hmm. relative to what you've had in the past. Was Mitch just seeing receivers that he hadn't been seeing before? Was the offense just producing? What throws were they? Uh, two of the touchdown passes and I think the one across the middle to... Gabriel, I think. Okay, it just seemed like he would, he, they were easy targets. Well, I don't know. I mean, some sometimes they're easy. I mean, he he's stepping up in the pocket or whether he's making – there's so many things that go into it. But, I, I again, I, I want to give credit to, to Mitch for – he had a really good week of practice. He was very very uh, mentally prepared. He's mentally strong. Um, he, he understands that uh, throughout this process there's a lot of um, weight on his shoulders to do well. And and I think that uh, I'm, I'm just – I like where he's at. We're going to – we're slowly getting better. If you go back to week one, where we were, and then where we're getting better now, we know there's lots of room for improvement. But um, you know, we were we were able to put some points on the board and get a win. Yeah, I think what were we seven to ten? third down 70 percent so i'll take that all day long again credit to our coaches um who who put a lot of time and energy into trying to scheme plays in that in that area and then the players executing it how about the play calling rhythm that you felt yeah i felt better today um it, it still it still doesn't feel you know it's still not where it needs to be but i definitely felt i felt better you we were able to get in a rhythm and and um you know, we were we were getting first downs, and and anytime you get first downs, now you can get to that next call on the play sheet, and it's not. I don't know how many three and outs we had today, but there was a few there in the uh, towards the end. But uh, I thought rhythm wise was probably our best in the three games. That's a bit of a broken record, but what can you say about the defense kicking up from the floodgates on the takeaways? Yeah, it, it's it's. Uh, it, it's it's really it's really you know impressive how they this is three straight games in a row now where where they're they're coming up now the diff, today it's turnovers you know and then a touchdown so anytime you have five turnovers and you only turn the ball over one time that's a plus four ratio you're going to win a lot of football games that way I don't care what the other stats are you're going to win and um, you know we were tested there at the end they were tested uh, and and I you know. Uh, it, it was a little bit of a swing there when we didn't get the uh, the touchdown on offense, and they went down and got one. Um, that was a little bit of a swing, but our guys they they hung tough and they got that fumble there on fourth down and made a, a crucial stop and stop. And then we went down in four minute. Coach, can you talk about what Paha has brought to this team since being signed? What he's brought to us? Yeah, yeah well, he, he has that veteran leadership. He 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 came in here. Haha came in here. Understanding what this culture was all about, we're we're um, we're really you know I believe pretty unique with the culture that we have going on. And he came in and and um, was looking to fit in, and he did that. And so he's come in, he's worked hard every single day. He's he he, he uh, he's become a leader, and you just heard him break you know break it down in there and talked about family. And anytime that's the case, and then you're making plays on the field, um, that's exactly why he's here for that. So uh, it's it, it's a good it's a good story. Thanks, guys. Good. Thank you, All right. Thank you. I just want to make sure you heard the head coach there. Um, take his comments for what they're worth. 
two quick things I want to get to before we get out of here. One, oh boy, does Twitter turn on you quickly. <laughs> What's Twitter? I, I mean, I, I honestly, and I still haven't seen a replay. Everyone is insisting that on Taylor Gabriel's overturned touchdown, that yes, the ball was juggled in his left hand, but he kept the right hand on it, squeezed the whole time. Which is, I'm assuming. Yeah, that's what I saw. Yeah. Okay. I'm and assuming. then he hit in his, what's his left foot hits the pylon, right? Yes. Yes, which yes. is inbounds, by the yes. way. Yes, yes, it is. Um, so it was a touchdown. Yeah. Oh, you called it no touchdown. I that's thought right. it was not yeah. a touchdown because the ball was juggled in that left hand. I didn't think the foot was down. So, by the way, I would just like to point out again, end zone corner is our view. It, granted, this play was on our end, but we're looking at a tiny monitor that is outside the press box in yeah. the stands. All right? So everybody relax. <laughs> <laughs> you should go through and see the responses to that tweet. Yeah? Like, vulgar. Really? Like, settle down. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. the worst of Twitter. It, it sounds like people were enjoying uh, their own tailgates at home tonight. Oh, my Lord. Like, just gave an honest opinion. Maybe I wasn't right. Same thing with that. I tweeted out a picture of Alex Smith before the game. Yeah. Great to see him walking around the field. Happens to have a very gorgeous wife. Okay. Who was walking with him. And some of the responses to that. It's be, Twitter, man. Be, be better. It's like Twitter. Some, no, Twitter's not, Twitter's not getting better. Twitter's, Twitter's, have some decency Twitter's getting worse. I know. Adam. It's tough. I like it for football. I like to interact with people during the games. But it's like when that happens and you just like got people just saying terrible things for no reason. Yeah. It's a football game. Yeah. Anyway, that was just a mini rant there. Um, on a lighter note and a much more positive note, speaking of decency, I just want to get a quick plug in. Um, my sister is running a half marathon this weekend in Milwaukee. And she is raising money and awareness for 22Q, which is a deletion syndrome that my son has that he was born with. Some of you have maybe heard this before, probably have. Uh, new listeners haven't. But uh, I do some work with the 22Q Family Foundation. Great people, great foundation. A lot of you are probably hearing this and you're saying, what is 22Q? Because a lot of people don't know about it and it is very, very prevalent. So please check out the 22Q Family Foundation. The information is on my Twitter account. Um, They're on Twitter at 22Q Family. The link is on my Facebook and Twitter account to uh, donate money for what my sister's running this weekend, this half marathon, and are raising money for 22Q. Appreciate all of our listeners for even considering that. At a minimum, if you can't donate money, which I completely understand, please at least take a moment to look it up, do some research on it. Google it. Yeah, raise aware- uh, we're raising awareness. We're raising money for a great foundation, 22Q family, um, and that is happening this weekend. So, uh, again, the link is on my Facebook and Twitter, and uh, I should probably pin that to the top of my Twitter so you can find it easily. Maybe I'll do that. Uh, but I just quickly wanted to get that in there, and I appreciate the consideration on that. All right, we should go home. It's really late slash early in the morning, and uh, we need to sleep and fly home to yes, Chicago. Yes, we do. I think. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, H-O-G-E, at Adam Johns, J-A-H-N-S. Good thing we're not on the same flight home. It sounds like we might get into a fight. <laughs>
You just watch it there. WGNRadio.com slash Bears. The Athletic, the Athletic app. That's where you can find the next podcast. It'll come to you Wednesday, which I think is tomorrow at this point. Check it out there. Uh, we will preview the we'll, you know, we'll get a Vikings guest on there. We'll have some surprises for you, so make sure you're checking that, that out. And then uh, Thursday will be our normal preview podcast. That's the one that'll have the voicemails this week. People are up in arms, and it, you know they want consistency. We're gonna do the vo- voicemails on Thursday this week. Okay, just because we gotta give Joe time to edit them. Yeah, basically. yeah, he's a busy man. We're out of here. Uh, please rate and review the podcast. Subscribe. Check us out on the Athletic app if you haven't already. You need to subscribe there. Bears win. Johns has him going to the Super Bowl. I, I believe you had him 13-3 and three before the year, my friend. I don't know what you're talking about. No, I'm sticking to it. they got to work this stuff out. It's still mathematically impossible. I'm just a little worried about this game against the Vikings already. We'll talk to you on Wednesday. What else? Go ahead. I'm listening.